Hi, this is Dancing Dog Blog, and I'm your host, Mary Haight. We're here today with author Edie Girolam, whose list of credentials includes guidebook editor at Simon & Schuster, Frommers, Random House, Fodor's in New York, and Rough Guides in London, along with hundreds of articles and magazines like National Geographic, Traveler, Travel and Leisure, and various national newspapers. She's been a full-time international travel writer and has had three guidebooks published to her credit, uh, Frommers, San Antonio, and Austin, The Complete Idiot's Travel Guide to Mexico's Beach Resort, and Arizona for Dummies. If you're a dog lover, you probably remember Edie as the owner-blogger at Will My Dog Hate Me, author of Am I Boring My Dog?, and pet travel podcaster at our own Animal Cafe, where during her last podcast, Edie talked a little about what was next. Her itchy feet were taking her on a search for her ancestors. She ended up researching family in Vienna for a new blog, Freud's Butcher, named after her relative's profession and his famous customer. Most recently, she sent a small-scale earthquake through the community she's charmed during her travels, boldly announcing she was getting naked for money. It's great to have you here, Edie. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Mary. It's so nice to be back podcasting with you. Oh yeah, this is this is this is just great. You know, could could you fill us in, please, without giving it all away? Oh wait, you don't do it for free. Uh, what's this about selling yourself? And how did you walk the road from ancestors to getting naked? Well, the getting naked part happened before the search for my ancestors, though I suppose anthropologically speaking, we were all walking around without clothes in the early days. But, uh, the title of my book actually alludes to an assignment that I got from a woman's magazine to go to a nudist resort, undercover and uncovered. <laughs> and you know how they say you couldn't pay me to do that. Well, they did. They and did. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, and let me ask this sooner rather than later. Uh, any dogs in this book? Well, you know, not until the very end of the book. Um, Frankie puts in an appearance, the late great Frankie of uh, Will My Dog Hate Me fame. Um, and But, you know, his appearance is very important because it, it marks the transition of when I suddenly realized that, um, well, my title, the subtitle is How an Accidental travel writer um, reveals all and the accidental part was that I really had wanted to be a writer all along but somehow fell into the travel business through getting this job in publishing in travel publishing so when I got my dog my first dog and discovered that I wasn't able to travel as much as I was before I realized that what I wanted to do, be a writer, applied to other topics too, and that that was a revelation, and I was I was really thrilled about that. And now I have another dog who is in my uh, Kickstarter film, which I'll tell you a little about afterwards. And Madeline is uh, is a little fundraiser on her own. I've met a lot of people through walking her around the neighborhood, and one of them. Um, amazed me. She, I was chatting to her and telling her what I was doing, and she said, "Well, email me." And lo and behold, uh, the next thing I know, she sent five hundred dollars. So, I, wow! I, I thank Madeline for wow. that. Wow! 
<laughs> You're walking your dog in the right neighborhoods. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> no, you know, it's not. That's the funny thing, Jen. She's the last person I would have thought. You know, we're walking around in our raggy t-shirts and um, <laughs> so no <figure>, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Uh, what made you choose Kickstarter? Well, I did a comparison, and I decided that it was the platform that really had the most, well, it's the largest, um, and for creative projects, um, it raises the most money. And as much as I'm thinking in the midst of this that this all or nothing is really, really scary, mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of the finite 30 days. I cannot, or whatever you choose, but they advise you don't go beyond um, 45, I think. Or mm-hmm. And so when it's over, it's over. <clears throat> I hope it's over successfully, but the bottom line is I have put in my all during that period of time, and it is kind of a full-time job, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's. I was going to ask you, what what have you discovered during the Kickstarter process so far that made you think differently about marketing? You, you mentioned it being a full-time job doing this now, and that's what, what it is. It can't be easy to go from traditional publishing that you're accustomed to to self-publishing. How did you prepare for that, or was... Did you have some surprises about this along the way? Well, you know, in in some respects, it's not really that different. It's just a question of degree. I created Will My Dog Hate Me to publicize Am I Boring My Dog? Mm -hmm. And next time I will have the same name on a blog. (laughs) 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 And as a book, that's that's another lesson that I learned a while ago. Um, But the other thing is that Publishing has become so different now. You get maybe two weeks in traditional publishing to um, that the publisher gives you for publicity, and then you have to do it all on your own anyway. So the only real difference is the actual part of fundraising. I mean, I am used to getting advances for my books. <clears throat> I've always gotten them in the past, so now I had to raise the funds for my own advance to give myself the time to do the writing Mm -hmm. um, and to give myself the platform. But in many ways, I just have so much more control over everything than I did in the past that it it really is a, um, if it, if it all works out, I, I think it's, it's going to be much better than I had anticipated in, in traditional publishing, which has changed so much that you're constantly buying for attention. And, you know, to distinguish yourself from from other people in in the publisher's um, roster. So I, I I'm anticipating good things. Well, with control uh, comes an awful lot of responsibility. I know that you were really working hard to get uh, a video out. That's right. It was, um, but you know, it's it's been an interesting process. I ended up making connections with people that I'd worked with in the past on different articles that I wrote. And in this case, it was one on the film scene in Tucson, where I live. And I ended up asking uh, one of the professors at the film school where I I had interviewed her. Um, I asked her if she could recommend any students, and she put it up on a bulletin board for film students. And I ended up finding two students who who helped me with uh, to create the video. So it, it all ended up being about networking, including the illustration that I got for the book cover. I ended up asking someone that I had known through my 
dog blog if he could suggest someone. And he said he didn't really have anybody in mind, but he sent me to a site, and I found the perfect person. Wow. Yeah. Um, so once you committed to Kickstarter, was there anything you wish you had done or set up differently, something that might help other writers? Besides what you just said, <laughs> well, which is actually quite good. Yeah. The other thing that I discovered about Kickstarter is that it's a very helpful platform, and they have recently set up something called Kickstarter Campus, and people will ask up that particular question that you just asked me about what you wish you had done differently is, is a question that's on the site that many people have answered. So I found that, and the responses that you get from the people on Kickstarter are very helpful. But personally, the one thing that I might have done differently, thinking about specifics now, is I would have looked at the calendar more closely. <laughs> There's never a perfect time to start anything. There's always going to be something. But I started the week of graduation and Memorial Day weekend, and a lot of people were out of town and not focusing. So that probably didn't help my cause. Well, you're playing a little bit of catch-up now, so... I am. <laughs> wearing, wearing all these different hats. Yeah, um, So, okay, tell us how we can help, Edie. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm going to be brazen here, Mary. <laughs> you can help... What? Uh, Edie? You? <laughs> <laughs> Even more brazen. <laughs> okay. Um, you can help by going over to the site at... Uh, and there will be a link, of course, on, on your site, Mary. And if you want to go to mine and read more about it, it's on edgerolam.com. And that's, uh, again, you'll see that on Mary's site. And I have um, just a lot of rewards for people on every level. And because it's an all-or-nothing proposition, every little bit counts. Um, people should never think, oh, well, I can't make a difference. You can. As many people contribute, um, the more likely I am to meet my goal and the better it'll be because it's also not a question of money, but the more people contribute, the more other people will say, well, wow, this is a, this is a project worth supporting. Mm -hmm. And as I say, it's, it's not really about giving money. It's about buying the product. It's about buying the book. And um, so it's, it's a pre-sale. Um, and, you know, it's... I think it's going to be a really fun book. I'm really enjoying writing it. So No, oh, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the video itself, just go look at the video. The video is funny. And if you want to see that there's a shorter dog-related version <laughs> where Madeline is, it's only Madeline with me a little bit in between. So, <laughs> so if you don't want to go through the whole video, but, but watch it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I had... I am having fun in spite of this. I'm I'm having fun. In spite of all those hats you're wearing and how hard you're working. and Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I wish you all the best with this. And I hope that everybody who's listening and people who just uh, know you or people who go to your site or see your Facebook page, um, uh, I, I hope they all realize that it's just $5 starts the ball rolling. And tell their friends. Absolutely. On Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And I'm sure you've got that cover on Pinterest somewhere. <laughs> I do. I do. It's called getting, I have, I started a new getting naked for money page on Pinterest. Well, we'll list all of those sites uh, in, in the text that will accompany this podcast. Um, but for now, the best 
place for them to go to get involved is edgerolam.com? That's right. That's right. You'll see every all the information about it there and, um, and badges that link to the uh, Kickstarter itself. And who doesn't love getting naked? <laughs> Tell all your friends. <laughs> I have a badge that I'm going to give out to anybody who wants it. I haven't made it yet, but it, it will say, I helped an author finish getting naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, I thought there's this truth about you, Edie, that runs through what you do. You're the intrepid traveler of the mind and the Internet, seeking new eyes to share the discoveries of wherever your travels take you next. So thank you for sharing your story, Edie Girolam. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. It was, it was a pleasure on my behalf, too. And to the audience, thanks for listening.